episode 158. Hi, welcome to my mum's show. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. My name is Julia Husher and I'm so thrilled to have this episode and to have you join me because if you're a regular listener, you will probably know that this week I am celebrating the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast's third birthday. Oh my gosh, (laughs) it's so exciting to me. Now, if you haven't listened before, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. And if you're new, have a scroll through the different episodes, you know, three years of putting out an episode every week. There is so much info here. There are so many amazing women here on this show. So check it out because I know that you will find something or someone that interests you and that you get something out of. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to thank the latest reviewers who've written a review. And today's shout out is to somebody in Australia, Believe in the Universe, who wrote, Julia, I stumbled across your podcast only a few months ago and I can't tell you how much I love it. It's so refreshing to hear someone talk about single parenting, yes, but life in general in such an honest and open way. I feel so inspired after each episode and have made so many positive changes in my life. I especially love this episode on speed dating. I've been so keen to try it and scared as I had no idea what it was like. Thank you. I now feel a bit more informed and excited to try it. I can't wait to hear about your next experience. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say thank you so much. And I hope that you enjoy today's episode because I'm also sharing something else very in an open way, which is a bit scary to be honest, because I'm putting myself out there uh, with something that I have. It's something quite personal, I guess, that I have discussed with my family and close friends. But, you know, it's very different putting it out there on the internet. So, anyway, I hope that it inspires you in some way. If It's something that you've been thinking about as well. And thank you so much on your feedback about the speed dating. It was so fun. It was good. And I'm so glad that you are inspired to try and do this yourself and that you're excited to do it because it is scary if you don't know what the hell's going on. You know, it's terrifying. Um, And uh, I want to share about my second speed dating experience in this episode as well. So I hope you enjoy that too. And thank you on that as well. Thank you to everyone who wrote in, you know, who enjoyed the speed dating stuff and who wanted to hear more about, more about that. So I will be sharing that towards the end of this podcast episode. If you have been a listener for some time, I would absolutely love you to write a review. Consider it a birthday present for Single Mother Survival Guide, third birthday. (laughs) I'd love you to write a review. What this does is it makes the podcast more easy for new single mums to find. And obviously, that is the whole reason why I started this podcast. I don't want anyone to feel alone. I want people to feel inspired. I want people to feel like they're not a victim. I want people to feel like they can fucking smash this, like this whole single mum gig. They've got it covered. They've got it under control. And they're they're in this kind of single mum club of amazing women all, from all over the world who are doing just the same thing as them. And writing a review and rating this podcast helps those people find it. And, you know, wouldn't that be amazing if we can empower and inspire more single mothers? So I would so appreciate it. All you have to do is go to your 
Apple Podcasts app or whichever platform you listen in on. On Apple Podcasts, you just have to scroll down. You'll see some stars. It says tap to rate. All you have to do is give it a five star. And if you have a few minutes, even writing a short review would be absolutely incredible. So thank you so, so much. And thank you for being here to celebrate with me. So there's a few things I want to talk about today. So let's just get straight into it. Okay, ladies, I hope you have a coffee or a wine or a tea or something that you enjoy and you're relaxing. So I guess, first of all, I have to and I want to acknowledge the fact that the Single Mother Survivor Guide podcast is now three. Well, it is on Saturday the 24th. It is three, which is just amazing to me because when I started it, I did not think, I knew the stats, okay, I knew that 90% of podcasts do not achieve more than 10 episodes. So I was like, oh, I'd like to have more than 10. Like, you know, maybe I could get to 20 or um, maybe I could even do a whole year, you know. And here I am three years later, 158 episodes in Have Not Missed a Week. And I'm just so proud of, you know, what I've personally achieved, but also what my community and what you have achieved. You know, I just think it's incredible. I know there's a lot of long-time listeners that listen to this show. There's a lot of you that have listened to my show from the very beginning. And I've got to give you just a massive shout out and thank you because thank you for being on this journey with me. You know, this podcast has really evolved. I actually really cringe when I listen to the very first episodes. (laughs) I'm like, oh. I think they definitely have improved over time and I'm really proud of my journey. So yeah, thank you for listening this entire time. And thank you to anyone who has ever listened like this. I feel like I'm giving an Oscars speech. This is slightly embarrassing, but I do want to say a few thank yous. So I will. Um, But yeah, thank you if you ever have listened. I think it's amazing. And you know what? It's a testament to you and the fact that you want to listen to other people women who, you know, have gone through something similar and that you want to improve your life. I think you want to thrive. You want to be empowered. You want to be inspired by other women. And, you know, that's what I love about this community. We're all here just trying to do our best and just trying to live our best life and to improve ourselves and to learn from others and to just make life as incredible as it can be. You know, so I think you've got to give yourself a massive high five. Thank you for giving me your time. I know that we don't have a lot of it. You know, humans in general, we don't have a lot of time. Single mothers have even less. I cannot remember the last time I sat somewhere and said, I'm so bored. What should I do? Like, (laughs) I don't think I've thought that in, you know, at least six years since my daughter was born. I don't know what's going on there, but it's not like we have all this time on our hand where we're bored and we don't know what to do. So I thank you for giving me your time and for investing in yourself by giving yourself the time to listen to others and to learn from others and to, you know, listen to connect with others. I think it's just incredible. Finally, I have to give a massive thank you to everyone who's ever been on the show as a guest, like, especially in the last year. Um, I try to thank everybody every year, but, you know, even over the last three years, thank you so much. You know, it, it does not go unnoticed. You don't know how appreciated you are 
by listeners. You have made such a difference to the lives of complete strangers. And it's one thing to share your story with me over an email or to share your story with your family or your closest friends or even people in your community. But to come online and share it with me publicly on a podcast, that's huge. That's brave. And that is very, very giving. So I thank you so much for doing that and for being open and for being vulnerable and for sharing your story to help others. You have no idea the difference that you make. And it makes me feel so excited that we have this amazing community of women who are looking out for each other. So thank you for coming on and sharing your story. And most of the women that come on to share their stories, they're, you know, regular loyal listeners just like you. So if it's something that you've wanted to do, if you ever want to come on the show, send me an email. I'd love to have you. I'd like to have members of this community sharing their story. So thank you so much to all of you. Okay. I was looking at the stats. My goal at the end of 2018 was to get to 100,000 downloads And I got to 100,000 downloads about seven or 10 days before the end of 2018. It was so exciting for me. I was like, oh my God, I reached the goal. Because obviously when I set a goal, I set it with the intention of reaching that goal. You know, I cannot think of a goal that I've set for myself properly. Like, you know, you throw it out a lot, like hashtag goals. But no, I'm talking about real goal setting where you sit down, you set yourself a serious goal. And I don't do that unless... I know I'm going to do it. And this is what's scary for me because sometimes I set goals and I'm like, shit, this is really scary because it's way out of my comfort zone to even do that. Um, but you know what? You do it and it's it's incredible and it helps you grow as a person. Anyway, so I set myself this goal of 100,000 and it's difficult because it's not something that I have a lot of control over. You know, I don't put any paid advertising into this. It's all organic. It's all word of mouth and it's all you guys leaving reviews and, you know, what I was talking about before, like helping the podcast stand out so that other single mothers find it. So I'm super proud of that. And this year I set the goal for 2019. I wanted to double it. Effectively, I wanted to double what I did in the first two years. And at the end of 2019, I want to be at 200,000 downloads and I'm now over 170. I'm now over 170,000. So I think I'm quite on track for that. And that is super exciting. Obviously, I don't want to get too excited. It's only August. But if it continues to track as it has been, then it will be exceeding 200,000, which is just incredible for me. And that's not because I want more single parents in the world or because I, you know, I'm trying to promote myself or anything like that. It's because I know that the single parents are out there. It's a fact, you know, in Australia, 14% of children are raised in single parent family households. The single parenting families exist everywhere. Single parents, single mothers, single fathers, we are already in the world. And I feel like the more single parents that are already single parents that find this podcast, the better. I just think it has the potential to really improve lives. When I read the reviews and I see how much of a difference it's made to people, that makes me so happy. And I want to spread that to more single parents and just really help people to live their best lives and to make people see and to feel that they are not alone. You know, that it can be lonely, but you are not alone, you know, and we're all in this together. So 
Thank you so much. Now, the other thing I was looking at when I was looking at the stats before is, I mean, this is mind blowing for me, the countries that people listen to this podcast from all over the world. I'm going to list you the countries that people listen to the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast in, and it just blows me away. So number one, highest listener percentage in Australia. Thank you. It's my local community, closely followed by the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, New Zealand, Ireland, Germany, South Africa, Netherlands, Austria, Denmark, Malaysia, France, Philippines, Belgium, Sweden, Singapore, Fiji, Guernsey, Poland, Japan, Kenya, Spain, Norway, Indonesia, Switzerland, Ghana, China, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, India, Italy, United Arab Emirates, Jamaica. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to stuff this one up. Lithuania, Croatia, St. Martin, it's a Dutch, it says Dutch part, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Slovakia, Virgin Islands, Turks and Calicos Islands, Cambodia, Thailand, Turkey, Ukraine, Finland, Portugal, Egypt. I'm going over to page two. Romania, Bahrain, Russian Federation, Iran, Cote d'Ivoire. Sorry, I have no idea how to pronounce that either. French Polynesia, Greece, Hong Kong, Costa Rica, Korea, Iceland, Montenegro, Bulgaria, Czech Republic, Laos, Chile, Lebanon, Cameroon, Malta, Israel, Sri Lanka, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. (laughs) I don't know what that is. It sounds like a cocktail, but I love it. Bahamas, Pakistan, Barbados, Oman, Estonia, Panama, Vietnam, and New Caledonia. I mean, you guys, that's 81 countries that you are listening from. So that's incredible. No matter what country we live in, you know, it's being a single mum is quite similar all over the world. We have, there are lots of differences too, but a lot of the challenges are the same and we have a lot of similarities. We really are in this all together. So I just want to thank every single one of you from all those 81 countries for listening because it just blows me away. (laughs) Okay, so here's to the next year, I guess. Um, Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, wow. Part of me thinks maybe this will be the last year um, and you'll know why when I sort of carry on a bit with this episode, I guess, and over the next, over the rest of this year, I guess. But um, I mean, the other thing is putting this podcast together, I absolutely love it, but it is incredibly time consuming and it's also extremely expensive. And um, yeah, I got a bit of a shock actually when I did the numbers and I did my tax and I was like, oh my God, it costs so much money. And um, I guess it is something that I feel I do have to say because a lot of people contact me, they ask me for money and they do say, oh, you must be doing so well. You know, you must have so much money because of the podcast. No, you don't, you don't get paid for having a podcast. You know, it doesn't work that way. And I've said it before, but um, I I feel like people are continually asking for money. And honestly, it's very difficult for me because I don't have money to give away. I'm working my ass off over here. (laughs) And um, I mean, I don't want to, you know, turn this into a negative at all. But um, I guess the podcast is rewarding as it has been for me. It's also taken a, a very big toll because it is so time consuming and, you know, it, the last sort of 
you know, six months, I've really tried to focus on more mining work and, you know, I'm trying and not to have single mother survival guide as a source of income. So I'm trying to do all my mining work, which means that, you know, I have to do this when my daughter's in bed or in my spare time, you know, and to be honest, completely honest with you, I am struggling. I'm getting way less sleep than I should and I'm, it's taking away time from my daughter, you know, which is obviously she is the most important thing to me in the whole world. So it's something that I have had to sort of reconsider and take into account. And I know that this podcast has been so amazing for so, so many people. And I just, it makes me so happy. It really does. And um, I'm really, really happy about that. But um, yeah, I, I just, I can't keep it going forever as much as that kills me because I just absolutely fucking love it. But um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you a little about a bit about what I have planned over the next 12 months in my personal life anyway. And, um, you know, after that, like I'm going to have even less time, but I'm obviously still going to have to make a living for my daughter and I and that that has and, you know, maybe a third child. That's, you know, spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that that's going to have to be a priority, I guess, unless I can get a regular sponsor come on board who I just absolutely love the shit out of because as you know I would never have any sponsor on the podcast that I don't believe is the best fit for us and um yeah I need I need someone on board who can help with that because at the moment it's just it's a bit of a shock and I think I think it kind of this year was a bit of a fuck up because I decided that I was going to stop using single mother survival guide as a sort of a business as an, an as a sort of as my main source of income it meant that the sort of little income that i did make from it it pushed me over into a different tax bracket which then meant i had to pay well i haven't paid it yet but i'm going to have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars basically which is a little bit very shit not little shit it's very a very shit thing because you know, I am, if you know me and been listening, I am very obsessed with my savings goals. And I've got my house fund, I've got my daughter and my, you know, holiday fund, I've got my Christmas fund, I've got my daughter's education fund. So now it's like, great, I have to take that money from from one of those things when really what I've just been trying to do this whole time is to help people. And honestly, it breaks my heart. It makes me so fucking angry at the government, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm just like, we Really? Really? Yeah, I was quite ropeable, to be honest with you. And I was really down in the dumps for several days when I discovered this news. And it's still quite raw, to be honest. So I'm still processing all of that. It's a bit of a shit situation. And it's just really weird because it's basically like I'm now going to have to put sort of tax money aside. I'm going to have to set up a new account (laughs) so this doesn't happen again next year. But I feel like either I have to make a shitload of money from this, which is why I'm kind of hoping to get a sponsor so I can continue it. And when I say a shitload of money, I just mean basically enough money to make it worth the time that it's taking so that I can do less hours in my mining. Do you know what I mean? Because I can't do I can't do 25 to 35 hours of mining work a week and then basically, you know, spend 10, 15 hours on my podcast, which then takes money away from what I could be earning or I make nothing so that it doesn't happen again. So I don't fall into this tax situation. But the problem with making nothing is that 
it takes so much time away from my daughter, you know, and from my life. So I'm really trying to work out what I do. So that's why I'm sort of like, you know, I don't want to just end it suddenly. I feel like I still have more stories to tell. There are so many great guests coming up. I have a lot more personal stuff that I want to share. I've got more experts coming on. It's not ready yet. You know, the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast has not yet finished it's life, if you like. <laughs> there is still much more to share. But um, yeah, I guess it's something that it is something that I'm going to have to think about over the next sort of 12 months anyway. And I don't want this to sound like I'm money hungry because I'm not. I'm literally just trying to get myself ahead in life. I am being, I'm trying to be financially savvy. I, I have financial goals and I think we all need to do that, you know. And now it's sort of just come to the point where I'm like, wow, this is actually it's actually taking quite a financial toll on my personal life. So yeah, there's going to have to be some really hard decision-making happening over the next 12 months. Anyway, let's move on to more positive things. But I did really want to share that, you know, I'm so excited. Happy birthday to Single Mother Survival Guide. Thank you for listening. Thank you anyone who's ever listened. Thank you for every single email, Instagram message, Instagram follow, Facebook message, you know, being a part of the Single Mother Survival Guide support forum, Facebook group, everyone's input, everyone just thank you. Thank you so much. I just appreciate it so much. Okay, so on today's episode, I wanted to share a little update, I guess, on this IVF situation. I've mentioned it a few times. I've got to stop saying IVF situation because it's actually not an IVF situation. Now I know, but um, that's kind of what I've got it in my head as. Basically, if you have not listened for a while or you've missed certain episodes, something that I've often talked about is my desire to have more children. And I feel quite selfish saying it because I'm so lucky I have an amazing life. I have an amazing, beautiful like daughter who I'm just so proud of. She's the most amazing little human and I love our life together. I'd love to have more children though, you know, and she would love to have a sibling or siblings and the thought of not having any more children, it, it really makes me sad. And I know that if I don't, I'm really going to grieve that a lot. And sometimes I already start grieving and I'm like, Julia, don't go there. You're not over yet, you know, your ovaries are completely dried up yet. Seriously, girlfriend, like don't get all ahead of yourself. But that is something that does scare me a lot. So I was talking sort of towards the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, that I had actually asked one of my friends to donate sperm and to enter a sort of co-parenting scenario with me, not a relationship, but just, you know, both of us co-parenting a baby that we choose to bring into the world. And initially I thought that was going to go ahead, but then it didn't, which is completely fine. The guy decided he didn't want to, well, no, he, well, he just, he fell into a relationship and, um, you know, that's completely fine that he didn't want to do that anymore. But I kind of thought, I kind of felt like that was my last option. And I thought if he says no, what am I going to do? Like, obviously I didn't tell him that I was like, I've got so many options. Don't even worry about it. You know, but, um, I was like just quietly heartbroken because I was like, shit, that was like the only thing I could think of. I've asked my ex in the past if he would 
you know, donate sperm for us to have another child together. I've said, you know, we can get a contract written up. I don't want you paying extra child support. Like I just want our daughter to have a sibling. I've asked him a couple of times, um, much to the shock horror of my family and friends. And I'm like, well, you know, it just, my thing is it can't really get worse. Like our relationship is what it is. And I think it doesn't matter if you have one child or two, (laughs) is it really going to change our, our relationship, you know? And I actually think it is improving. It has, it has improved over the years. Anyway, he has said no to that as well. And To get a sperm donor and be a single mother by choice to me has not really ever been an option because I've always thought, you know what, that's not fair to bring a baby into that scenario. I don't want to bring someone, a little baby into our family unit, that is my daughter and I, when she has a dad and even though she doesn't see him that often, she does does still see him and, you know, I didn't, it upset me that it upset me the thought of bringing a baby in that wouldn't have that. And then the baby would be like, Oh, you know, why, where's my dad? Why is she going to her dad's house? And I don't have, when can I go to my dad's house? You know, that was just like, no, I can't do it. Then I went on my cruise in 2019 and I met a woman there who was just so lovely and she had had a child and become a single mother by choice. And we both had daughters very similar in age and they just hit it off. So it was really good. I spent a lot of time talking with her on the cruise about it and I've got to thank her. And I'm pretty sure I did at the time, but I'm actually going to email her as well to say thank you for, you know, totally switching around my thinking on this because I had really closed that door and spending that time with her on the cruise during that week, it opened the door for me again to maybe consider getting a donor and becoming a single mother by choice, you know? So that was just kind of really life-changing for me. So then I really believe in the universe giving you signs. Like I just think sometimes they're, they're put out there. You know, I listened to a talk recently by Samantha Wills. She's a jewellery designer. Jewellery. I find that hard word really hard to say. Jewellery. Jewellery designer. And she spoke about how she doesn't believe in coincidences and how sometimes things happen and you go, oh, it's a coincidence. Like, oh, and that's a weird coincidence when actually, no, it's the universe like giving you a bit of a push and going, wake up. Like, How many times do I need to shove this in your face? You know, like it's just the universe really trying to get you alert to something. And that's kind of what happened to me. So for those of you that don't know, I have this second little business called the Blog Pod Squad and I run workshops on how to start a podcast. And one day I was doing a workshop and one of the attendees here in Sydney was an IVF, uh, I should say a fertility specialist. And I spent a lot of time talking with her about my options and that it was something that I had really stopped thinking about, but now I kind of thought maybe I could do it after all. And it was really nice talking with her and she was sort of like, just come and see me. Like she was off work at the time and she said, just, just come and see me, just book in a consultation and we can chat about it. We can check your fertility, you know, and look at your different options. And I thought, yeah, that's a really good idea. Like, what have I got to lose? You know, I just, I go to the appointment and I just do some tests, right? Like, let's just see where I'm at. Let's see what options I have available. And I'd also told her my thinking, which was sort of like, 
I'm 36 now. If I meet someone in the next 12 months, say, then I'll be 37 and then I'd want to be with them for a couple of years before I even think about getting married or having children because there is no way I'm going to have two exes that are like my ex at the moment. It's too much. Like I, I feel like <laughs> I would actually break. I wouldn't because you always rise above, but I don't want to, I don't want to have that in my life. You know, I, I've got enough drama with one ex and yeah, I just, for me, it's very important that even though there's no guarantees that it would last, like at least having an ex that, you know, would be a bit easier to sort of, you know, have a relation, a co-parenting relationship with, I guess. Anyway, so I said, so, you know, that'll bring me to 39. So we're looking at about, you know, 40 before a child might even enter the world, probably 41, because I would like to get married and do it, which I didn't do last time. So, you know, it does, it does put me a little bit more at risk and lowers my chances, I guess. And so she was like, yeah, definitely. Anyway, so about a month later, I was at a Business Chicks event. Business Chicks is a an organization that I'm a part of. I just love it, by the way, but it's like a networking community of women and it's incredible. And they have all these events. And one of them was an event, a breakfast event. And the MC, if you're in Australia, you will probably know Jessica Rowe. She was a news, was, is, a, was, I think, a news presenter, a television presenter. Anyway, she was hosting and she was, you know, doing her emceeing thing and IVF Australia were actually sponsoring the event. And then Jess stood up on the stage and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see my fertility specialist, Raywin Tierney here, who helped me bring one of my girls into the world. And I was like, what? Raywin Tierney? That's the woman that was in my workshop. So of course I went to find her during the event, during one of the little breaks and we chatted and Anyway, it was like, I just felt like it was one of those things where I was like, this is not a coincidence. Like, why does the universe keep throwing Raywin in my face? You know, it's like, <laughs> you're thinking about having a child and like, boom, he's a fertility specialist, you know, not quite sure. Boom, here she is again. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make this appointment. And the other weird thing was that I got like a, a voucher at that thing to get a bulk build first consultation. So I was just like, this is so weird. Anyway, so what I wanted to do, and I've sort of progressed through the journey a little bit more, but I wanted to play you a few little clips from back then. And I think I called IVF Australia for the first time in March to make my first appointment. And I just wanted to share some of those clips and my sort of thoughts before the appointment and things like that. I'm going to share more with you. I'm going to spread them out over the next sort of a few months, I guess. But um, for now, let's listen to my very first clip, which I am sharing with permission from IVF Australia. 21st of March, 2019. So as you know, I've been thinking about undertaking this fertility journey by myself, doing IVF. I don't even know the right terminology to use yet. Becoming a single mother by choice. And I've decided to kind of take the first step and make an appointment. I attended a Business Chicks event recently uh, called Make It Your Year, and it was amazing. And it was sponsored by IVF Australia. And I happened to run into a beautiful doctor who has taken the Blog Pod Squad workshop 
that I do, teaching people how to podcast. And I just feel comfortable with her. I really liked her. She's a beautiful woman. She's super kind. She's super caring. And I just felt like if I was going to go ahead with this, she would be the woman to see. Her name is Dr. Raywin Tierney. And I'm about to call IVF Australia to make my first appointment. So I actually got a voucher from the Business Chicks event to receive a bulk build first consultation with a fertility specialist. Sometimes you feel like you get a sign from the universe and it's just crazy because I've been thinking about this for so long anyway. And then it's like, boom, here you go. So let's make the call. Australia information line. We are sorry we were not able to take your call and appreciate your patience. Please leave a message and we will return your call as soon as possible. You can leave a message now. To end the recording, simply hang up. Hi, my name is Julia. I just wanted to make an appointment with Dr. Ray Tierney, if possible. I know she's off work. Um, Maybe I could do it for the end of April or something. Um, Yeah, if you could please give me a call back on... Uh, that would be amazing. My name is Julia. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Right. So that's done. Um, I guess we wait and hopefully they'll call back and I doubt I'm going to sort of be by the mic when they do. So I will let you know what happens and we'll go from there. Okay. So she actually called me back not the, not that long after I had done that little recording. So let's check in and see what happened. So it's Julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. That's it. That's a great email. I love that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> that you. That sounds an interesting world. <laughs> okay. So were you looking um, at um, egg preservation or using our donor program or yeah. you have a partner? No, I don't have a partner. So I have a, mm-hmm. I have a daughter uh, and yeah. um, she's six yeah. and her father and I split up not long after mm-hmm. she was born. And um, yeah, I've just, I've been thinking about, like, I would love to have more children and I've been thinking about it so much lately about becoming a single mother by choice. And then I met Raywin and I sort of started asking her questions about it. And I just, I just want to come in basically to just really find out what I'm doing, you know, like what my options are and like how, I don't know how much time I have. I don't know. I'm 36. So Raywin was saying there could be like a bunch of tests. Um, I could do some tests and just sort of do. I don't know. Just get the ball rolling, I guess. I need to kind of... No, that's nice. Yeah. Um, now, you're aware you need to bring your referral to that appointment. Oh, a referral, do I, from the GP? Yes, a referral from the GP will get you um, that bulk bill. Without a referral, you won't be able to bulk bill. Okay, cool. Yep, I can okay. do that. So bring along that referral and um, and she'll be able to run through everything with you and um, you'll have a little bit more information and she'll arrange any tests that need to happen. Okay. And is that when, okay. in that appointment, is that when I find out about all the costs of, of everything and all that sort of stuff as well? Yes, yes. So once you have a chat about what you want to do, yeah. she'll be able to do a treatment plan for you and then they just send you a quote just so you're aware of um, what's involved. Yeah. And um, then up to you from there. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. I'll leave that with you. And, and what's... I'll email you through all those details, Julia. Including the address? Or I guess I can yes, just I'll find do. that online. Yep, yep. 
So okay. all the address and everything for Wednesday the 3rd of April at 11am with Dr. Raymond Tierney. Amazing. Thank you so okay. much. That's okay. All the best. Okay, Bye-bye. thanks. Bye. 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 Okay, well, that's exciting. Um, I'm in. So I guess, you know, I'm really excited to actually find out a little bit about just what's going on. I want to get some tests. I want to check my fertility. And um, yeah, I just want to get the, as I said to her, I want to get the ball rolling on this. Like, let's see how much time I have. Let's see how fertile I am. Let's do this. Okay, it's me, Julia, obviously, here again in real time in August 2019. So I went to the GP after this call, obviously not straight away, but before my appointment, I went to the GP. I got my referral. I talked to the GP about it and she thought it was a good idea as well to, you know, just see get some things tested and just see what my options are. So let's listen to the recording that I did just before that appointment and after that appointment. So in exactly one hour, I'm having my first appointment with IVF Australia with Dr. Raywin Tierney. I'm really excited, but I'm also really nervous. I know they're going to do some tests, I think, or at least maybe book in the tests. I'm really not sure what to expect actually, but I guess my whole aim with this visit is to just get an understanding of where I'm at with my fertility and how much time I have left. Like, do I need to freeze eggs immediately? Can I just wait a couple of years? I don't know. I mean, I don't really know how much information I'm going to get and into what detail, but it's, I hope it's going to kind of guide some, yeah, decisions that I have to make and give me a bit of clarity, I suppose. Part of me is scared because I'm a bit worried that I'm going to get information that I don't want to hear. You know, I've said it before, I really want to have more kids. I always wanted to have a big family. And if I was given news that I have very limited time or like not a lot of eggs left. Um, I would find that really difficult to hear and to process. Anyway, I'm going to stay positive because that's what I do, but I'm excited to see how this appointment goes. So I'll let you know afterwards. Oh, wish me luck. Okay, I'm back. I'm actually feeling really excited. I think that appointment went really well. So just to run you through it, I sat in the waiting room and to be honest, I had a bit of a reality check moment sitting in the waiting room thinking, how the heck did I get here? How am I a single woman in her mid thirties or mid to late thirties? No, mid thirties. I'm 36. Okay. Let's just keep it to mid. How did I get to be a woman in her mid thirties that hasn't found a partner. I don't think I'm that, like, I feel like I'm a good person, you know, and I think I have a lot to offer in a relationship. And it makes me sad that I haven't found the right person. And yeah, it's just kind of a lot to take in. And as I was sitting there in the waiting room, it just, it really hit me that it really just hit me. But then when I went into Raywin's office, immediately I felt better. 
And I actually just felt really excited leaving. So the plan was to go and get a blood test afterwards to check my hormone levels, which is going to tell me sort of on a scale how kind of fertile I am or how many eggs I have, I think. So I did the blood test and I'll get some other indicators as well, such as am I ovulating regularly and that kind of thing. And then she needs my pelvic ultrasounds. So I've actually got a couple of pelvic ultrasounds from last year because I had all this problem with really bad period pain and suspected endometriosis. So I'm going to get them sent to her. And yeah, I guess the next thing is we have another appointment in around a month and the blood test will also tell me what I am immune to and what I need a refresher of like rubella and chickenpox and all that kind of thing. So if there's any needles that I need, I will, you know, go and go and fix that up in the meantime until I decide what to do. But just so I'm ready to go if I decide to go ahead. But I came out feeling really positive and it was a big difference from beforehand and I actually felt just I feel excited. Like I feel I feel like I want to do this. That's kind of where I'm at right now in this moment. I feel positive. I feel excited. I feel like now is the time to do this. She did say time is kind of of the essence and that I want to be looking at getting pregnant in the next kind of 12 months. So yeah, I've got to kind of, I guess, make a decision. And The other thing that she said was that there is a six to eight month wait list currently in New South Wales for donor sperm. Like there's a big shortage right now, apparently. So I'm going to have to factor that in as well and maybe put myself on that waiting list in six months time. That's kind of where I'm thinking at the moment. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking in six months time, I'll get put on the list and maybe I'll date in the meantime and just see how I go in the next six months. Yeah, that's where I'm at. But anyway, I'm feeling really positive. I think it went really well and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this journey takes me. Okay, so I'm going to kind of pick this up in another episode. Just so you know, though, like just to jump forward, I'm not pregnant or anything like that. And this is a really long process. And I just want to kind of keep sharing bits and pieces with you because I really want to inspire anybody who, you know, does want to have more children and who thinks that just because they're a single mum, they can't. I think becoming a single mother by choice is the future. I think obviously it is ideal to be in a relationship, you know, that is the ideal to be in a good relationship, I should clarify. That is the ideal, you know, when you want to have children. But sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes you don't have an ideal relationship or sometimes you just don't have a relationship full stop. So there is no reason why that means you can't have children of your own. And I guess by sharing my story, I want to inspire you as well to think about that because why the fuck should you not live your best life and, you know, have the life that you wanted to just because of your relationship status? Like that's bullshit. So yeah, I'm, I'm just saying fuck you to that. And, um, you know, I'm just doing what I need to do so that I can live the life that I really wanted and that I can give my daughter what she wants. And, you know, I can, 
complete our family. So I'm super excited. Next time I share with you, which will probably be in a few months, I will share the second appointment with you. Now, Ray would actually let me record that entire appointment. So I'm going to bring you in with me so you can hear what went down. And I'm also going to share what happened in my first counseling session. So you get two counseling sessions when you decide to go ahead. And I didn't bring the recording equipment in with me for that. I really just wanted that to be a very safe space for me to talk to the counselor about all my fears in a completely just just open way and but what I will do is I will share I will share what we talked about in that episode uh, in that episode I will sh- I will share what we talked about in that appointment and um, yeah I'll just kind of keep you up to date so where we stand today I haven't put myself on the list yet but it's something I want to do I will be probably putting myself on the list towards the end of 2019. That's the sperm donor sort of waiting list, I guess, if you like. And the reason for that is there's a couple of things I really want to do before I get pregnant. And one of them is to take my daughter to Europe on a European summer holiday. And the other thing is I want to buy us a home. So that has been something that's really been high on my agenda And, you know, that's also why I've kind of flipped my priorities around. If you did the Get Your Sparkle Back challenge with me, or if you listened to the Get Your Sparkle Back episode with me that I did in April or May, I think it was that, you know, the the challenge was in April. The first Get Your Sparkle Back challenge was in April. And I think the podcast might've come out in May then. And, you know, that one of the realizations that I came to was that I wanted to kind of flip my work situation so that I was doing more work on mining you know, because the reality is having your own business is fucking hard. It's not something that I particularly enjoy, not the work aspect of it, but the business aspect of it, because it is very stressful when you're a single parent to constantly be sitting there doing figures and making sure you have enough money from month to month. So I wanted to give you another quick update on the speed dating because lots of people have asked me about that. So I don't have a very long, entertaining, interesting story for you on that like I did with the other one. It was a little bit different, this one though. So it was a charity event actually, which I really liked because I've always thought charity events are a great way to meet people because you're you know, dealing with like-minded people people who are there to, because they want to make a difference, you know, and I really like that. So for me, it was like a win-win. It was like charity event plus speed dating, like what could go wrong? They had, there was probably around 60 or more people there actually. And basically they put us all into groups in terms of age range and they just got us to, so the girls, it was more traditional. The girls just sort of stayed put and the guys moved around. Now, this one was a little bit different because it was very fast. So we only got five minutes with on each sort of mini date, if you like. And to be honest, it just went way too fast. Like by the time you get the basics out, you know, the kind of crucial pieces of information, it's... um it's time to move on. So there wasn't really anyone there that I connected with that much. I'm just going to have a look through my list because I had to write notes on, you know, who I liked and um, if I want to see them again. So 
the first guy I spoke to, these are my notes, literally, Matt, um, I wrote Melbourne loud guy and a certain bank project manager. So those were his like the key things to make me remember who he was. So he was very loud. Like when I say loud, I was like, whoa, he's shouting like full. I'm loud. My whole entire family is loud. You know, normally when people come for dinner, they're like, Jesus, you guys allowed, <laughs> but this was next level and it was a bit much. So that was a no. The second guy I spoke to was a guy called Raphael, who was 35. He worked in business intelligent. I wrote <laughs> short, looks French, but actually Brazilian. Um, I put it across next to him as well. So from him, I didn't really get the vibe. There was just no chemistry, you know, sometimes it just happens and you're just not really that intrigued in them as a person not that they're not intriguing just not intriguing to you I guess and that's okay I'm not intriguing to everyone other but yeah just wasn't really for me uh the next guy I spoke to was the only guy that I sort of thought maybe to his name was Charles and um I'm not sure how old he was but he was from Bristol in the UK and he worked at Uber like the not and as an Uber driver, but for Uber. And I mean, what I didn't really like about him was that I felt like he was testing me because when he told me that he worked at Uber, I said, oh, do people always assume you're an Uber driver when you say that? And, you know, and he goes, yeah, actually I use it as a filter because if I say I work at Uber and people just assume that I'm an Uber driver, to me, that means they're not very intelligent. But if they can understand that there's a business behind Uber, and Uber driving, then that to me means they're a little bit more intellectual. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I ended up giving him a cross in the end, but at the initially I was like, oh, maybe. But um, yeah, no, same thing, just no, no real vibe. Then I spoke to a guy called Kelvin, not Kevin, Kelvin, like temperature, Fahrenheit, you know, any high school chemistry people here, then you will know what Kelvin is. <laughs> anyway, he also worked for a bank in the legal department and he was 32 and he was incredibly good looking actually. And I was quite attracted to him, but he spoke very, I don't know. It was like he was reading a report, you know, like so formal, like there's no likes, no likes in his words, in his sentences. It was very, you know, structured and formal and, you know, he was lovely, but in the end, I actually ticked him yes, but at the end I gave him a no because – and I had to go get my sheet back from the lady. I was like, I gave this guy a tick, but I need to give him a no because he was fully leaning over my shoulder when he was looking at me filling out the form. It made me really uncomfortable and I just – um I just didn't get the vibe from him at the end of it, so I thought no. Okay, so the next guy I spoke to was a guy called Mark – Mark was a tech lawyer and I wrote not feeling the vibe and I wasn't feeling the vibe. Same thing again. I just didn't find him particularly intriguing, but you know, that's how it is. And then the last guy was Alberto. Alberto was actually one of the rudest people I've ever spoken with. And I was really quite shocked. <laughs> so we sat down and he's like, I said, hi, I'm Julia. And he goes, Instead of like, and I just put my hand out to like shake his hand. I just did that action. I just forgot you guys can't see me, but that's what I did. I said, hi, I'm Julie. I put my hand out and he just sat there and looked at it and he goes, I know I can see your name tag. And I was just like, wow. Okay. I'm just, I'm being polite. Obviously I know I'm wearing a name tag. Jesus. Anyway. So I said, okay, 
And I was like, well, nice to meet you, Alberto. And he goes, where do you think I'm from? And I said, Italy. And he goes, how did you know that? And I said, I guessed from your name. And he's like, oh, <laughs> like I, I was like, is Alberto is Italian, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so he was shocked that I guessed it. Um, but then he was just, I thought, quite rude. I don't know. He was very to the point and like just not very friendly, I guess. Like, you know, he goes to me, <laughs> he goes to me, so where are you from? And I said, Hamburg. And he goes, oh, no, I think he said, where were you born? He goes, so where were you born? And I said, Hamburg. And he goes, and? And I was sort of like, and what? Isn't that what you asked me? He's like, and? Like, how long did you live there for? And I was just like, what? Is this guy trying to instruct me on how to make a conversation? Like, I'm very well aware of how to make a conversation. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. So that five minutes was actually a very long five minutes. Anyway, at the end of it, I was chatting with my friend. So I went to this one with my friend. I'm actually so glad I did. It was hysterical because we had someone to laugh with each other. Like it was just so funny. So we were standing at this table afterwards and there was a guy there who she had had a mini date with. She was in a different group to me. So she's slightly younger. She's like three years younger than me. So she was in a different age bracket thing group. And so there was a guy there and he was very green, like a greeny kind of. I didn't really notice the extent until he started talking. And it was very, like, we were just in stitches. This guy was so funny. So he had half, I can't remember the name of the guy he quoted, but he's like, have you heard of half beard so-and-so? You know, look at him, look him up on YouTube. And, and I was like, never heard of him. And he goes, well, that's like the inspiration behind my beard. And I was like, ah, oh. because he had, imagine a beard and half of it, like, so if you draw a line from your nose down the middle of your mouth and down your chin, so that it breaking it into half, he had his left half shaved and the right half was a beard. And I was just like, whoa, I've never seen this. I thought he was just really hipster. But then he said, I'm doing this to raise awareness about deforestation. And he was very passionate about deforestation, which is great. Like I'm all for the environment. Don't get me wrong. But it was a really like it was quite full on <laughs> for a first like you've just met someone, you know, and they're really shoving this kind of deforestation. Like it's just it's a bit intense for me. You know, I feel bad. I don't want to like diss anyone who's into, you know, deforestation awareness. I totally think it's a good thing. But yeah, it was just a bit much for you know, having some cocktails and just lighthearted. He was vegan as well. Nothing wrong with that either, but he was very like, and my friend, <laughs> he was wearing a leather jacket. She's like, so what about your clothing? Do you believe in that? And he was like, oh, he was just like, <laughs> it was just crazy. Like he just, I don't know. I couldn't quite figure him out. And then he was talking about how he only buys organic food and it's fine. He goes, it's fine. I found, I found bugs in my oats and I called the company and they assured me that it was completely normal because it is so organic that, you know, there's no pesticides or anything. So sometimes there's just like critters in there. So it's fine. You know, you just cook them up and eat them. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm not eating critters in my oats. Sorry, but no. 
<laughs> but we had a we had a great laugh, like my friend and I, listening to this guy. And then eventually we were like, we've got to get away from him. But um, you know, it was um, <laughs> it was a lot more tame than the last one, which was a little bit crazy. And it was fun though. I had a really good time with my friend mainly, and it was fun. I was I was thinking to myself like. And I mentioned it in the last episode. When you go with a friend, I think you're less likely to kind of put yourself out there and, you know, talk to people. And I probably was a little bit, but it was actually also just so much more fun because you had someone there to kind of talk about it all with. So and my friend and I, like <laughs> for days afterwards, we were just, you know, texting each other going deforestation and just like in stitches. And she was messaging me saying, I just brought joy to so many people today, telling them about this guy and his deforestation. <laughs> So anyway, it was very funny and fun, but I didn't meet anybody I liked. Yeah, so that's where that stands. Anyway, so let's wrap this up. It's time for me to get sorted and get my daughter from school. But if you wanted to get in touch with me, you can email me at julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com or you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at Single Mother Survival Guide. Also, if you go to the website, which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com, there is a link on the homepage to join the Single Mother Survival Guide support forum, which is a Facebook group for us all to connect with each other. So you are more than welcome to join that. As I mentioned at the very beginning, if you have listened to this podcast and enjoyed it, I would love for you to write a review. It would be amazing. And, um, you know, it helps new single mums find this podcast. Let's get it to 200,000. Let's help 200,000 people live their best life. That would be amazing. And you can absolutely help with that. So that would be incredible. Thank you so much for listening. Not just today. Thank you for listening for the last three years. Thank you for being a part of this journey with me. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the women who have come on the show and just been so beautiful with everything that they share. I could not have done this without you. It is not easy to put yourself out there. It's one thing to share what you've been through with your friends or your family, and it is a completely different thing to come onto a podcast and share a very personal story publicly that's going to be online so you have no idea how grateful I am that you've done that thank you I think everyone who listens to this show is so grateful that you've done that thank you to everybody who's done that as I said thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day or evening depending on where you are and when you're listening and I'm so excited to speak with you again next week okay bye for now